I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello everyone and welcome to Smashbox TV's After Show. You didn't say the podcast number. You four forty seven. I was sitting there waiting and waiting, and then didn't happen. Four forty seven. We're here for the after show. I was just saying, uh, in the very short break that we have, I I don't feel like I've got a whole lot. I mean, I've got a lot of stuff going on. Stuff I'm getting caught up on. There was almost, almost a moment of like weird calmness that I was feeling today of like, holy cow, I've got a list 50 deep of things I really do have on a to-do list, but nothing was like, oh my God, pressing. Like some of the other pressing things I've gotten done. I've, I've uh, gotten artwork to Discraft for the Skyline Classic, which uh, big shout out to Discraft right off the top here. Uh, looks like they're going to come through in a major way for me. Uh, as I wrote in the email, yes, I understand. I'm a very late pain in the ass. And so which, I do appreciate. I think you have your own file called yeah, late pain in the ass. Yeah, so I do appreciate them helping. Uh, I am I'm very set up for how things are looking in Florida over the next uh, week and a half camera people and travel arrangements and and some good stuff there like a lot of now you know knock on wood you know all that kind of stuff there could be a major catastrophe but for the most part things are yeah i mean i've got some discs to ship out and i've got things that need to get done i've got mp40 footage completely edited Mm. from the memorial so that really just needs commentary which I think I said about this time. No, it was about this time a week ago when I started even making sure I had it all. Um, I may just do on my own just to get it knocked out because that'll be easiest. Um, Yeah, things are, as we said earlier, you celebrated a birthday yesterday. My daughter, my younger daughter of my two uh, turned 12 today. So and I'm home for that, which is is always just obviously a roll of the dice. Oftentimes I'm in Florida 
uh, for her birthday or around this time of year. So, yeah. Uh, and I'm getting my car back, which was backed into while I was at a disc golf meeting at a friend's house and his wife didn't realize or remember that I was parked in the driveway. And so she had backed into my car. This was back in December or January, December. And with all my traveling, it didn't, you know, the claim was made, but Mm -hmm. I didn't get around to actually getting it dropped off. Of course, I called up a disc golfer and said, hey, I'd like to, unfortunately, I'd like to bring you some business. (laughs) And uh, his shop is working on it. So that'll get completed. And uh, just getting after it. And uh, what Frazier out there earlier said, yes, just drink the meat already. It, I have this huge box that was sent to me in October or November. And as I said in the regular show, I actually didn't have any beverages in November, but this huge box. And then I've been gone so much that I'm excited to bust it open and see what mead is all about. And okay. I don't need to go down that road again as to the conversation. But when it does come out, uh, you guys are certainly going to get my quick take on it. Uh, I'm I'm excited to try it out. So thank you very much for shipping some over to me. Uh, the only other real disc golf news Ray brings up is that Prodigy has lifted the restraining order against Gannon Burr. I don't exactly know what that is. That That could mean that he's free to sign with another company. That could mean that they lifted it. In a, maybe they made a behind-the-scenes agreement that he is not going to leave this year. And so in that case, they, they lifted it. We don't know anything other than they lifted the restraining order against Gannon Burr. We will, we will see what happens over the next few weeks if anything changes. He might just be with Prodigy for the rest of the season and then work from there. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's there's not a lot of information other than that. It's, I I have no I have nothing else to say. I don't know what else to say about that. How to follow that one up? All mm-hmm. right. Well, uh, best of luck to him. Uh, it was, you know, without beating it to death, it was really interesting to see yet again another chase card victory this weekend and you know some are wondering if that's just going to be at all the norm and I, I wouldn't say the norm no i, I think it's going to happen more frequently but not going to be the norm yeah um clearly that's going to be so dependent on the individual courses as well some courses and or some players just don't allow for it when you when you see you know think think <laughs> about the usd uh sorry the european open think about that last year when, when mcmahon and mcbath were 12 strokes out in front of everybody going into a mm-hmm. final round. Uh, clearly, it was only a two-man race at that point. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll continue to see. Uh, 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 it happened on a rare occasion. It just happens to have, hap- uh, have, happens to have happened twice in the last couple of weekends. And Kristen, I, I, I do want to address this. A lot of people have said... You know, why are you making such a big deal of Kristen finishing off the podium? She just came off of surgery. So it's not that crazy. It wouldn't have been if she if this would have happened in Waco. If she would have showed up to Waco and looked like she was a bit off, had a, a little bit of a slow weekend by her standards, a slow weekend, everybody would like, well, makes perfect sense. She's still in recovery and or all these other things. But she came out and played so well at Waco we immediately, I think, got comfortable with, oh, she didn't miss a beat. She didn't skip a beat. She's back. There's nothing wrong with her. 
she played at 93%, which was still good enough to hunt down and pick up the win and hunt down Ella and get past her. So had she done it at Waco, it, it just the timing would have been obviously so different, and that would have changed the narration of the story. But then when she comes to Austin, a lot of people like were thinking, well, nobody's going to beat Kristen. Kristen's unbeatable. She proved that already last weekend. She's perfectly fine from her surgery. And then she comes and has a, a very human-like weekend where she actually does make a few mistakes, where she is a little bit fatigued, where she is off her game a little bit. And then um, you, you see her slip off the podium. That I'm could, not making anything of it personally. No. There could be a, that's a, a dozen think, reasons. Yeah, and that's why I just think it was it was so many people... Yeah, to me, it was just about the timing of it all. Mm-hmm. You you reverse these weekends, and the and it feels like it falls more chronological uh, for what would have made sense. But when she went in Waco, we just immediately, and I've said this before, I'll say it again. I like Kristen a lot. I think she's going to go on to be one of the most incredible forces in disc golf, assuming everything remains the way she's she's been here for the last few years. Gannon Burr has a very long career ahead of him. Same thing. Assuming everything's great with him, his health, his sponsors. Neither of them are the GOAT. Can we just quit saying it? Neither of them are the GOAT. They're very good. (laughs) They've had great seasons last year. They're going to have great seasons this year. They both might have great seasons for the next five years. They're currently not the greatest of all time. I, I... It so cheapens and makes you look so silly. It just does. You look silly. That's the best word for it. Is when you type onto Twitter or Reddit or Facebook, Gannon Burr, goat. Stop. Stop. Like, it's so ridiculous. We can have that conversation in 20 years, maybe. Not now. (laughs) Okay, enough of that. And may, may, typing it. Maybe. So dumb. Maybe for Gannon, it stands for greatest of all teens. <laughs> I stumped you, Miller. No, I was thinking, I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the kid that went to the end with him at, at USDGC, uh, uh, Nicholas Antela. Like, he cr- clearly doesn't have all the cred yet. But I'm just thinking, there's, there's no, there's going to be other teens that will likely not right now. Fast forward in five. Gannon's years. the only one that has an elite. <sighs> yeah, he doesn't have a novice win. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's got no. He's, but like elite. fast forward in he's five just missing years elite now, plus now. And then show me <laughs> the teen, the teen phenoms specifically out yeah. of Finland five years from now. I'm I'm with you. Gannon may look like a dime a dozen in five years, comparing to some of the fit the Finnish. Mm-hmm. Uh, crop that's being raised. <laughs> Can't wait to harvest them. <laughs> Can't wait to harvest them. Uh, anyway, you just yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, All right. Disc Blaster actually says Cole Radalin is good. Uh, one goat, hundred percent. He is very good. He is. It feels like he might be the streakiest player we've seen in a while because that guy puts up he like not a par. Yes. Well, that no, just like he puts up a decent round, then he puts up. What is arguably the greatest round of the tournament? He racks up 
15, 15 birdies, birdies, a bogey, and a par, mm-hmm. and a double or something dumb. Did it at Waco? Did it again? It just, he feels like he gets on these streaks where it's just, he's he, he finds that flow, but he can't stay in it. And that's probably really good, because once he does figure it out... It, he'll be the GOAT. He'll be the GOAT. <laughs> Greatest of all teens. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He'll be the GOAT. I don't know if he's a teenager anymore. He might be 20. I, I that I, I don't recall for sure. Somebody can yeah, maybe he's the Gannon of all time. <laughs> Sorry, Missy Gannon. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right, all right. So <laughs> that's Terry's rant uh, for now. I, I had this conversation with with Nate and Val, and they have nothing but love and respect for Kristen and Gannon. Um, but I've I've expressed how how just annoying it is to see to, at some point it, it's literally just and people know it they're just doing it anyway and they're, they're not not to be annoying but it's just it's almost like it's fun to call somebody you know let be, you know people screaming at uh, Giannis you're the goat it's like dude's won one championship everyone knows he's not but he's a phenomenal player probably the greatest of. This current he's crop, of, greatest of all bucks, uh, greatest of all bucks. Uh, of the, he's probably the best of his current crop around his age in the NBA. Like, give or take four or five years, he's probably the best player that has that we're seeing. But we all know he's not the greatest of all time. You know, there 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 are arguments for three to four or five other NBA players that will always happen because. They played in different generations. You could ask, yeah, of you, I mean, you right. Wilt Chamberlain, yeah. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, uh, Bill uh, Walton, Kobe, Kobe. Yeah, I mean, there's there's arguments for depending and on, I and I'm not, that. But and I'm not an NBA 20, player. Twenty more years, and then then maybe he could be in that conversation in twenty years. As soon as when Gannon's to be in that okay, conversation. When, so so we're, we're going to tie Giannis to Gannon as their go. careers move, yes. even though Giannis is a little older, but yeah. whatever. He's so. just a little bit. Anyway. Uh, all right. Let's read off the board. It's something we like to do in the after show. I, I saw on a, on a video last night that I was playing while I was doing some editing. Talked about all the reasons why your podcasts fail. I was like, oh, this ought to be good. Let's listen up. Uh, one, of, one of them was that you... Too many tangents. <laughs> yes. Oh. I was like, oh. Huh. Huh. Okay, well. Did, did they listen to our one. Paige Pierce interview? <laughs> <laughs> Too many tangents. Uh, and, and just overall not getting to the real subject at hand. And it did make me think, of course, we are structured a, differently a, than a lot of other podcasts. I like I the way. Like. In, in that aspect, I like the way our podcast goes. Um, and um, I don't know what I was going to say about that. Yeah, it's something about the... I don't remember. But anyway, one thing that we do, especially in the after show, is not only do we announce that the after show may or may not be about disc golf, so hence your tangents, but also the fact that we do love to interact with whatever you're giving us on the board. And some people sign up for the after show, and they're all about it. And some people immediately tune off because they couldn't care less about either the questions or the conversations that may or may not be disc golf related, but just know we own that. And that is part of the after show. And that's one reason why we one of the gr- so much, one of the goat podcasters. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, and I truly do believe actually she's one of the greatest podcasters, but has, has, has said you get the chat room you deserve. 
Ah, ugh. and and so ain't, so we deserve disc blaster. We apparently no. do. You get no. you get the chat room you deserve, and so <sighs> and I, I believe that kind of integrates in with the community. You get the community you deserve. If 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 the if the hosts and the podcast is an awful negative podcast, you're going to get that. You're going to attract those type of viewers. I don't feel that as us. I think we have a very um a very level headed well-rounded polite understanding smart smart, (laughs) good-looking tall or short depending on what you want uh chat room and group and community around smashbox yeah well either way we uh we certainly appreciate all of you here and the podcaster's name is tom Merritt, by the way tom Merritt. what is he podcast on um he is host of daily tech news show Mm. and he was one of the very first people on Patreon, actually. And he's just, in general, very... He's, he does a lot of other podcasts. He does something called The, uh, the Word with Tom Merritt, and he's he does little bits on other podcasts, but uh, he's got two or three or four different podcasts of his own that he hosts. Sword and Laser, which is a, uh, a, a, like, a like a book club about fantasy slash sci-fi. He's just a very smart gentleman in general, and I, I think he's one of the best podcasters, one of the best people as well. But that's just me. And speaking of great people, I think it was Robert. We're going to give him credit for it. Robert uh, had super chatted earlier. He did. Like Robert Monahan. 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 Possibly. Uh, just wanted to say appreciate that. So thanks that. for the super chat. Yeah. Appreciate that very much. Um, uh, I will consume because I'm going to get on a flight. So I'll have a, a little bit of time for some... Uh, Ted Lasso. Download? <laughs> no, I still don't have access I know, to that. You don't have, uh, but I should. You uh, should because your daughters have an Apple device, so I think they. Yeah, I don't think that automatically assumes. I thought they. I thought they used to. That's what it used to be. I don't know. Um, but uh, I will probably consume the the largely talked about Chris Rock special. Uh, I know you've watched it. I know others have. I know, as always, I'm late to the party. That's all right. Uh, largely because I wait till I get on a plane. But uh, I've got it already queued up and downloaded. So I will Listen take to that in. With no headphones, really loud. Yes, really loudly. <laughs> on the plane. On the plane. That sounds like a, a very kind and courteous thing to do. I will certainly do that. Uh, the new Ted Lasso, is is that like season three? Season three. Okay, and probably the final season is what mm, they're saying. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. I mean, if you're telling me it, think, it's ending. My guess is that it's going to be the last season of Ted Lasso, but they will probably have like a spinoff show. It's too popular. It's too, everyone loves it so much that I think you, we're going to see maybe, uh, I don't know who it is, but some character spinoff and, and kind of get a side show at some point on Apple. I just don't know how they don't when something is that successful and, and well regarded and liked, it feels like in general, it's hard to kill that. Yeah. Or to, or let those opportunities go by Mm -hmm. uh, and slip past you. All right. So I will likely take that in. I don't know if there's anything else on, on Netflix that I have either downloaded or that I need to get after. I would be interested in any other suggestions uh, from you guys out there. All right. Uh, Eric says, lame, no Apple TV in this house. Yeah, that definitely is a problem at, I know for me as well. How long until Eagle throws forehand again? He's He has thrown a few forehands, even some distance ones. I think I saw one that was like three, 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 330 or something along those lines. I just don't think you're going to see him do it very often. It, I believe it's going to happen, and this might be the rest of his career, that unless he absolutely needs it, like where he walks up and says the not only is it the best shot, 
but it's the best shot by a mile yeah. with the fact that I know I can't get there backhand. And then he's going to ask James Conrad, <laughs> can I get there backhand? And Conrad's going to be like, well, yeah, I think you can. And Eagle's going to throw backhand. Mm. But other than that, forehand. If Conrad walks up and says, I can't get this one, then uh, then Eagle will throw forehand. Uh, all right. Uh, Robert says... Uh, Mahana. Mahana. Robert, Robert Mahana. Mahana. Thank so, you, Robert. Like Hannah Macbeth. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate the super chat. Uh, Eric says that Dion posted that he recently had a baby, I believe. Yeah. Dion Arlen, I believe, has like 12 children. Oh, okay. No. I think he's he had got to pump up those stats on Stat Mando one <laughs> way or another. He's got to fill <laughs> Stat Mando. Arlen stats up. Yeah. No, I believe he has three. I think he has three children. Uh, which I don't fi- know for sure. Uh, Maybe which four. finger did Paul cut? Cut isn't quite the right word. It's like a blister that popped yeah, it open. Was more so like a blister, and it was his uh, throwing hand middle finger. And I was going to pull it up and just see exactly how he described it. Uh, he did send me a picture of it. Nothing weird or creepy about getting Paul Macbeth finger pictures. Uh, I wonder if I can sell those. I pay for those. There's got to um, be. There's got to be. You sell them? I pay for those. Yeah, well, um, thank you for being a client. Um, no, uh he, I, I did ask him how it was doing because, of course, he, like he had mentioned, he withdrew. Uh, I, he said he cut away all the callus and dead skin around it. Uh, now it just looks like he's missing the whole side of his middle finger. Yeah, at, at just the wrong angle, it does kind of look like his finger sliced off at a certain point. But uh, it, it looks far less nasty and disgusting as it did on Sunday night uh, when I saw an, an original picture of it. So is. I don't know for sure. I logged in Disc Golf Network, and it's hard for me to tell anything because of my account. Is the Fierce documentary still available on Disc Golf Network? I thought it was supposed to be a limited um, run. I, I'm going to just assume, and again, yeah, you and I might have some special access. Uh, I, I'm i assuming that because if it was pay-per-view and if you were either your account had it or and you I, paid for it. I paid for it, but I still thought it was you, limited. You might have access to it indefinitely. Okay, because I was, I was almost sure that it was just a limited release even for people who paid for it yeah that but, i that i do not know for sure so, uh i cannot answer that for sure ray says it's available for him on the phone app okay okay uh thanks eric ray. asks how are the dgn viewership numbers going there was a post about it this weekend mo went out after immediately oh, yeah. following the broadcast and talked about peak concurrent viewers and I know that's a little bit obviously that's different from subscription numbers. Good numbers, like forty five thousand for uh, that what total, I believe. Be concurrent? No, I think I you're know. making stuff up. It could be. I don't know. I mean, it's not like you, but it's like you. Eh, it's kind of like me. Um, yeah. So that was. Uh, we'll see if we can find some of that. But uh, no, I'm not going to look for that. Okay, we're just kidding. We're not. Uh, there was a post on Twitter. Uh, Jay says, I use super glue suggested by one of the guys I played with years ago. Bad idea. Uh, and that's exactly what Paul had done throughout the weekend. And uh, that's very much a fix, a, a short term fix. Clearly for a lot of players is if you have a certain cut or, or something of that nature on one of your fingers, uh, there's a product called new skin that sometimes can be helpful. Usually it's not, I feel like for most of our golfers, but a lot of golfers will actually just go out and buy super glue and will super glue a, a particular crack or spot, depending on where it is on obviously which finger everyone's a little different, but that is not 
uncommon whatsoever for people to do. And I believe that's something that Paul had tried throughout the weekend as well. But at the end of it, you have to ultimately let it uh, be fixed or, or heal on its own. Ray says DGN resolved their Vimeo issue and the last hole wasn't interrupted. That's good news. I am cautiously optimistic. Uh-oh. I would not by any means say I'm not going to come out on this broadcast and say that that problem is solved because I think we have too small of a sample size. We have one event. I don't know what the, what the numbers looked like as far as number of viewers popping in at the end of this round at the end of round three, I will say it looks good that it didn't buffer for everybody come the last two to three holes. I haven't been involved in any of the Vimeo discussions or conversations. I do know that they worked with Vimeo, that they set an engineer on it, that Vimeo, a lot of you got probably got an email from Disc Golf Network explaining what the issue was and how they were going to resolve it. I hope, 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 hope that they have resolved it and that we never see that issue again. I'm just not a hundred percent confident in it yet. I would say let's give it two more elite series events before we before we look back and go, Ooh, that was a really good thing that uh that you know that they did. So Terry, you have the peak concurrent numbers up. Can you tell me what the peak concurrent was? Well, I'm trying to read this graph correctly. I see FPO and MPO. I don't know if these are... Oh, these must be rounds. I was thinking they were years okay. or whatever. I'm guessing these are rounds. All right. So what I'm seeing is for round number three, if I'm reading this graph mm-hmm. correctly... I looked at the total concurrent on the yeah. right side. And we're looking at uh, roughly 60... I'm going to call it 6,300 peak concurrent on the FPO side. And then a little more than double that. Yeah, a little more than double that, just short of 13,000 peak concurrent during Sunday's play on the MPO side. So that is uh, what we're noticing. And then it looks like that is a 736% increase from last year. Now, here here's what I'll say about that. Stats, stats lie. Yeah, well, so do I. Last year, the Open at Belton which I believe is what he was comparing it to, was a silver event. So we are talking... And your final day was f- free? No, it wasn't, was no, it? It's uh, a because sil- it was a silver, silver event. event. So was your final de- day free? No. So I believe he's only taking into account the final day, if because I, I, I would assume Mo makes that judgment. So... But anyway. Eh, I mean, it's good. Those numbers are great. I'm not going to argue. I, I think... In general, the DGN is trending up from what I'm not at liberty to share uh, subscriber numbers, but they're looking very good. So I'll, I will say that. All right. So that's what we're seeing uh, at least was listed. Take it, take it for what you will. As, as Johnny says, numbers lie. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, I can make numbers say whatever we if want. I, I'm, I'm going to throw this back because I'm sure you didn't consume it, which I understand. If I were to ask you to name your favorite two or three songs oh my god with the word push in the title i don't know if i can name more than one or two i mean i feel like there's two gimmies for our era and generation i mean there's salt and pepper push it okay um The other one's pretty easy that I would think you would. I'm sure once you say it, I will. You had their CD. You had a CD by them and push is in the title. Is it Matchbox 20? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just push. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the name of the song. All right. I wasn't 100% sure because it's been a long time since I've heard that, but I'm like, is that that it? Yeah. So Matchbox. Hmm. Because this was one of the questions that was in my post-production, I think of Maricopa recently and um i don't know how i got off on my own tangent I, doing solo commentary there's a Believe thousand not, things you can do that and and then at that point that was the question out to the rest of the world was uh to name your favorite song or two with push in the title mm. anything n- nothing else came to mind no someone says yeah. disc golf says helmet with a question mark do they have a song called push all right. Well, nonetheless, my two were Push It with Salt and Pepper and then Push by Max Matchbox 20. Um, and I see someone just replied on my... There's been a lot of interesting responses, Some most of songs, which I don't think I knew. So obviously, some of them are generational. Mm-hmm. Some of them are just uh, an overall genre that I may or may not ever have listened to. But uh, somebody on my page just a few minutes ago really went to town with their answer. Oh, pushing forward back by Temple of the Dog. That would be the top top mm. song for me. So push, Matchbox Twenty. They said push by Madonna. Push it, Salt and Peppa. Pushing me away, Lincoln Park. Push Enrique Iglesias featuring Lil Wayne. Lil, sorry, Lil Wayne. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I do not want to re- disrespect him. Uh, push Avril Lavigne. Uh, push the Cure. Push comes to shove. Van Halen. Pushing forward back. Temple of the Dog and push phenomenal songs. I'm listening to uh, Push It by Tool, which I do have this album. This is the okay. Anima album. So. Uh, uh, which, it's a good song. It's not great. I mean, I wouldn't say it's one of their best, but it, it's a solid song. Okay. Anyway, ju- just nothing more than a random question. These are the things that as I'm doing commentary at two in the morning on Maricopa footage, uh, somehow I arrived. I think I said something about pushing on a hole. <laughs> And then immediately that just popped into my mind. Some people have accused me or have questioned if I have 
a list of questions and I swear I don't. I am just a stream of random thought. And then at that point during the commentary is when something triggers me to think of whatever it is the question is that I'm going to ask of you within within my commentary. And I love you guys for, for jumping so, on the responses like you do. One of my, I think I've said this on the podcast before, one of my guilty pleasures is two things. Oh, two, of your t- guilty pleasures. two of my guilty pleasures and they kind of tie together um teenage rom-com movies yeah like you, you know you're, you're typical like super bad and the kids go to a party and, and crazy things happen that type of thing but also one of the and i don't know why i love it and i kind of equate the two of them together uh breakup songs because everybody talks about how many songs mention the word love in them mm. and there's probably a hundred thousand maybe a million quite literally but i was thinking what are some of the best songs about breaking up and and i i think about for me i love ben folds give me my uh uh <laughs> the black t-shirt song mm-hmm. give me back my black t-shirt you bitch and, and i was thinking what other ones because i listened to a couple months ago I listened to the uh, the new Olivia Rodrigo album. Okay, are you familiar with her? She I, she she sang the one song everyone knows, which is "Driver's License." Yeah, I was just gonna say I, I, when the album came out, I listened to it. There's like I would say four or five out of the ten really really good songs on that, and for whatever reason, it pushes my button. Don't know why. <laughs> Love it, but I was thinking, what are some of the best songs like? breakup songs because that whole album is a breakup album yeah, like mean, she 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 hates t swifty when we need her too. and that's what i was thinking as well because t swift has one on every album well, yeah at least one breakup or one song about it? <laughs> one one breakup because <laughs> there's multiple songs um and, and so i was trying to think of like what are and if you think of some put them in the comments like what do you think in for in your opinion what is the greatest breakup song or maybe breakup album because for me growing up uh, there was an album by Dashboard Confessional, and that hit me right in college. Mm. And to me, that was like that, that was a phenomenal breakup album. But I, I don't know of uh, a lot more. But I do love them when I hear them, and I've got a few of them on my on my phone. So when they come up, I'm like, oh yeah, this is a really great song. What's it about? Someone getting their heart broken. Mm. Yeah, it's funny because nothing like even comes to mind immediately for me. Like no one song immediately comes to mind. Uh, I, I'll, I'll have to, I definitely have to think about that. Yeah. Fa- uh, Fast Car by that's not, I don't know if that's a breakup song by Tracy Chapman. I because I, I, the funny thing is I was just listening to it like two days ago and I I was like oh what's this video like it's been a while since I've seen it and I remember some of it but I don't think it's a breakup song I I, I, I mm. fairly certain it's not. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we just don't even understand, right? Like, sure, what what they mean by man, <laughs> getting really deep into that. Yeah, hurt by Trent know. Reznor might be that that could be breaking up with heroin, huh? Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> flowers by Miley, uh, great breakup song if you know the history. <laughs> uh, almost any country song, probably uh, uh, I, I was, where she leaves. Uh, 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 yeah, I I was just thinking of uh, what would, is it, Lifehouse? Uh, thinking of would uh, uh, Verve Pipe? Would that be a breakup song? Even though I mean, yeah, with the, the freshman. freshman, 
Yeah, maybe. Kind of. I mean, it's a slightly different, but yeah, every country's a breakup song. But I don't like country music, so the, the whole Alanis Morissette album, that's a really, yeah, you're not too far off. I think I've talked about this, it, again, in one of my long journeys, I think it was to Sweden last year, I watched a documentary on Alanis Morissette, and it was great. It was phenomenal. Like, again, we're, Johnny and I are of that age when she broke into her stardom. I was, was working right, in the music department exactly. at Best Buy. So, like... <laughs> You know, Jagged Little Pill was right in the middle of our wheelhouse of of 100 percent pop culture, current pop culture, 100 percent. Like, yeah, it was so, that and uh, 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 tragic, uh, tragic garden, not tragic garden, savage garden. No, no, oh, no. Later. Gwen Stefani. Like, tragic kingdom. Sorry. Oh, tragic kingdom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like those two, and they to me they're always tied together because it was like uh very much female led empowerment type albums and they came out very similar and we couldn't ever keep them in stock. And this is when you had stock of CDs. Yeah. So <laughs> Do you have the Spice Girls? <laughs> oh gosh, the uh, visiting Best Buy even to this day. I was just there yesterday. I briefly went in there. It's it's just such a different. Obviously, it's a different yeah. experience. Shopping is a totally different experience, and so on and so forth. But uh, going into some of those stores, uh, just the I miss the giant CD aisles. Yeah, exactly. Just rows and rows and rows of all those CDs. One area just for singles. <laughs> <Yeah>. One CD <laughs> singles. <laughs> oh my gosh! To think about all the money spent in all the silly ways that no longer uh, exist at all. Uh, it was about this time last. Was this before or after last week? Yeah, our podcast was before it last week when I was on the hunt for a TI-84 calculator. Yeah, I saw that and, post. Uh, I ended up, thank you. Is that for your daughter? People. Yep, that was for my older daughter. And uh, she, of course, needed one. It was an emergency. She needed it the next day. Um, and, and to be fair, she did tell me months ago that she was going to need one. And then it really came down <laughs> the night before crunch time. <laughs> So I'll take some of the blame for that, but I couldn't. There's still like eighty bucks. Well, I know I couldn't fathom. It's built into your spending the eighty to ninety to a hundred and ten dollars on one, which is why my cheap ass went out to Facebook and said, "Who's got them?" And that was another actually one of my questions on my post production is, "What are you doing with your TI eighty three or TI eighty four T eighty five calculator?" I'm sure I disposed of mine years ago. And as every a bunch of responses were. It's in my junk drawer, or I know right where it mm-hmm. is, or it went from this do- this daughter to this son, you know, to now a grandkid or wherever. Um, it is funny to think about how expensive those were, and the fact that we're still using them is absolutely uh, well. It, it kind of makes sense because everything's on your phone, but you can't allow phones in schools, so you still need a good calculator to do that. Yeah, mm. it's uh, it's it is just crazy though to think about how like you said how expensive if there's one thing that for sure hasn't somehow become cheaper and and you know like for god's sakes a ti-84 or 85 or 83 whatever any one of those models you know especially in today's day and age that is like a two or three dollar manufacturing cost i don't know if it's that low but but it's but it's not much about it but it's not much if it's it's a circuit afford, board and, and a and an LCD screen. If they could afford to make those and sell those to us twenty years ago for eighty dollars, the same for amount, eighty or hundred dollars, <laughs> and they're still doing it today. And uh, technology's only improved a million fold. There's that that cannot be a three dollar item at cost. You're probably not wrong. 
Ah, time for an uproar. I, I just remember programming them with all of the formula. So I literally just would type in the formula, the variables, and hit it, and it would solve it for me rather than having to actually remember the thing. Or we would program games on it, and Blackjack was always popular. Everyone programmed Blackjack on their calc- on their on their TI calculator, <laughs> and we would just do. Um, <laughs> I cheated a lot with that calculator. I'm not gonna lie. I cheated mm. in through school a lot. I don't know. Kids don't cheat. They're, but they're I apparently did. still they're apparently still a thing. Which I get. I get like the functionality of it, but the fact that you're still talking about paying that much for a standalone mm-hmm. calculator, which let's be fair, like a lot of things you use for that one or two classes, and then you just never touch it again. Mm-hmm. That's why I think there should be this passing along and, and turnover rate of them. So anyway, uh, uh, just W says TI 84s are expensive because school districts are still wanting to pay those prices for them. Uh, again, it's all, so it's, it's a racket. It Texas is. instruments is that's how they get you. That's how they get you. <laughs> all right. Do we have anything else? Uh, I already made a plug, but I'll make another one because there is actually still some registration available. Uh, Skyline Classic taking place on April 15th and 16th. Uh, check your local listings for which divisions play which day. Basically, your advanced, all your advanced divisions and your professional divisions all play on Sunday the 16th. All other divisions play on Saturday the 15th. So Southeastern Wisconsin, two great courses, uh, going to be a really solid players pack. Double G Jerky is, of course, going to be involved along with a bunch of other goodies. But that's April 15th and 16th. Both days are approximately, at this point, are approximately half full. So we we still have 72 signed up or seventy, almost 80 signed up for Saturday and almost 80 signed up for Sunday. We can almost double those numbers because we have the two courses available. And then when those get full... Disc Blaster is going to be right there uh, offering ghost holes, and we'll add, <laughs> add a couple <laughs> extra holes, and uh, he'll marshal those uh, as a camera and no <laughs> With a camera. We <laughs> think we could sell shots at Disc Blaster. Like, everyone throws a thumber or a tomahawk, and he's got to stand out in the middle. What do you think, DB? You think you, you up for that? Yeah, I think he would be. I think we make him up for that. What I want to mention is patreon.com slash smashbox TV. If you are a Patreon supporter, you get these things ad free. What? No ads. No you don't ads. have to listen to the Amazon ad. You don't have to listen to the cerebral ad. You still hear me plug my tournaments. You though. still have to listen to Terry's ads, but those are read ads. They're more valuable. <laughs> yes. As opposed to the inserted ad. So patreon.com slash smashbox TV, and you will not have to hear the middle insert ad that you heard. Uh, in the regular show and in the after show. I like it. And speaking of patreon.com slash smashbox TV, let us give something away, Terry. We have uh, a disc, a random disc that you are going to give away out of your thing. I'm, I'm sorting this um, by first names. Ooh, We're just going to go straight up first names. I like it. Yep. We have 153 people eligible. Ooh, I gr- we're just around the corner from some... What did I say? Yeah, Skyline Classic goodies. Uh, I may have ordered a few extra goodies that are are specific to tournaments. So some of those might be in the mix or some of my other goodies that are already uh, within the the stash. So we'll get something uh, super duper out to you. 
All right, Terry, what number? How many are we going to generate here? We will generate three. Three. All right. So our very first number is 125. Our second number is 87. All right, Terry, oh, higher or lower than 87. Like almost, almost dead right center. In the middle. I'll take whatever you don't. Uh, uh, well, the first one was 125, you said. So I'm going to go higher again. Okay, I'm going to go lower than 87, and the number is 93. Yes, right. Terry, you're so right. You're so I'm smart. Right. You are always so right. you smart, Terry Miller. What I said. What I wasn't right about earlier before Johnny tells you, Austin Turner, because this is what you've been on, on the, your chair for, Austin Turner did, in fact, win MJ1, which I believe at the the time was 19 and under. Might have been 18 and under. I don't know. Okay, so it was the But worst. MJ1 World Championships. That's on my channel, folks. It is. Uh, you are dying to go watch it. He did win that World Championships, and I incorrectly earlier said 2014 it was of course i, I had the course in you my knew, head you yeah we it was 2015 yeah. uh was the year we were at that, the ski hill in michigan yep, over in uh, kalamazoo area so llk zoo and the rest of the crew over there held the worlds the am worlds in 2015 and that's uh was my first time ever meeting austin turner and he had taken it down of course anthony barella went on to become your champion winning it on the final hole uh, also at the ski hill that year and talk about a class anthony barella then isaac mcdonald who went on to win am worlds the following year but we haven't mark really Huther, heard anything from him on the pro scene not lately but mark huther of course uh the charlotte extraordinaire uh had taken third that year and gavin rathbone gavin who fourth <laughs> and the next year he went on to finish in the top four as well i believe so uh yeah all four of those players noah meinsma i would say further down, down the list was noah meinsma yeah we see noah meins alex russell who's gone on to be mm-hmm. uh the stud that we all know he is so uh mike conley yeah a couple other names that we we certainly recognize. all those people none of them won tonight no they didn't nope manuel oliver won yeah. tonight Congratulations, Manuel, at the $2 level. Thank you very much for uh, supporting Smashbox TV and all of our endeavors. I hope you're getting this ad-free, Manuel. If you're, Make sure you have that uh, RSS feed right out of their Patreon support. You can put that into any RSS reader or podcast app, and it will give you the podcast ad-free that we put out every night on Patreon. Everybody else has to wait for the morning or wait for Friday's after show. Not you people. You're the special ones. Who we like better. I, I would flat out say I love them better. Yeah. Along with Robert, who jumped in on the Super Chat earlier. We we love you people. Mm-hmm. If you were like, oh, man, those guys are so shallow, you could totally buy their love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can. I almost bought Terry's daughter last night. <laughs> I... Yeah, I would have bought. She would have. You, she would have came home with my family. Uh huh. You could have adopted her for the low low price of a of a Taylor Swift ticket or an iPhone. Oh, she doesn't have an iPhone. Mm. She, she does. I was joking with her. She was, does, but she wants a new one. She wants a new one. She's is actually really old. Like, yeah. It really makes old. sense because I was joking that it still had a button. But no, we were last night sitting next to each other looking at Taylor Swift ticket prices for Chicago. And the cheapest one we saw, found was like $900 in nosebleeds. But of course, the ones that we wanted and we were looking at mm. were around the range of 2000 to $5,000. She'd have abandoned your family in a heartbeat uh, if I was serious. Yeah. I would sell her out for <laughs> Good luck with the drum that comes with her. Oh, God, I could not deal with her. I mean, my other daughter is getting currently ghosted by Hannah McBeth. She sent her a message trying to get on her uh, on her Swifty ticket uh, plan. 
Apparently, uh, Hannah hasn't even replied yet, so I'm not calling her out. Hannah's got Swifty tickets? Lucky, lucky, lucky. I'm just saying, my daughters want to be friends with her if she goes. Well, the funny thing about concerts, and I I understand there is an experience I I love. I'm going to a concert next month. I'm going to two concerts coming up. But as your daughter had said last night, she's like, yeah, we watched live TikToks of it all night. I was like, yeah, I guess you can kind of just... Watch, like watch, watch almost the stream of it anyway. Almost a stream from different from different scenes at TikTok from different yeah. people filming it. So I'm never going to doubt anybody that wants to go to a live concert. Yeah. Uh, need more input. Yes. Uh, I am enjoying that sparkling ice and live to listen to also jumped in uh, on a super chat. So whoever Thanks, you might be. Thank you so much for jumping in on a uh, super chat. We appreciate that. So. Uh, I don't really honestly feel like I've got much more. I think we can wrap it up. We're going to be, you know, short of that three hour window. And that's what just a few minutes. That was what one of the uh, the podcast things said. Uh, the downs. They're like, if you go over three hours, you might be too long. <laughs> okay, Maybe not. Uh, but here uh, we are. Charlie Eisenhood took a little swipe at us on his podcast jokingly about our long podcasts. And all I thought was we do ours once a week. And we get all the stuff out. They do two hour plus shows. They're not that far off from us. So I'm, I'm not saying, but That's I'm saying. Checked. We don't have paywalls in front of our podcast either. Don't they? Um, they? They do have an exclusive portion of their podcast behind a paywall. Mm, Usually like a separate mm, I forgot to care. Okay. So, so, but not us. We give, no, you, we give you everything. We give you all of this action. Because we're too lazy to record another one. Exactly. And we're free. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys for joining us. Again, thank you to our Super Chatters. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers and supporters. We sincerely appreciate you. As, as I do on my personal channel, and I know Johnny does uh, with all the stuff he's doing with the exclusive side of uh, Fantasy Disc Golf. So we, we do appreciate it. We're going to close it out. Next week, I'll be coming to you from Florida. We'll be talking to someone, probably a Tallahassee Open winner, if I had to guess. That would be a logical guess, but we'll see how that goes. And, um, yeah, enjoy some of the spring weather. Or the Texas State's winner. Or the Texas State's winner, whatever you do. Uh, Enjoy the spring weather if it's coming your way. It seems like it's getting a little nicer here. Looking forward to it over the next week. For Johnny V, I'm Terry Miller, the Disc Golf Guy. That's Podcast 447's After Show. We'll see you next week. You step inside the Smashbox.